Welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward alongside Jeremy File. You can check us out. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can go and you can listen to our Michigan football preview. We did a couple days ago in Michigan State football yesterday. Um, like I said, Jeremy is with me. We weren't really planning on doing a show today, but you know what? Something interesting happened, and we're going to take a second to talk about it. Um, all right. So for those of you who don't know, I work in accounting at a massive corporation. I'm not an accountant per se or whatever. We want, I, you don't need to know the details, the specifics are relevant to the story. But we have four people on our team who process invoices. And while they are processing these invoices or whatever, you know, I delegate stuff and do that type of stuff. Uh, these four people, well, let's say we don't have four anymore. We have two. Because nobody wants to work. It's impossible to find anybody. A lot of you know how it goes. You can relate. So my supervisor is taking on my manager's roles because she's got a lot of family stuff going on. Uh, he's taking on these processing roles and he's trying to do his own job. And I'm watching him just die because of how shorthanded we are. Now, I got a feeling that a lot of you can kind of already get where I'm going with this is it, it's a lot to do multiple jobs. It really is. And it's probably a lot to do an athletic director job at a top 25 university in all athletics and one of the largest in-state universities. And to sit there and to try to be the head coach of a top, I don't know, what would you say, 5'10 program of all time in college basketball, and to be the interim athletic director at one of those schools, that would be a lot. And according to Chris Solari of the Detroit Free Press, the Michigan State Board of Trustees just friggin' at it again offering Tom Izzo to be the interim athletic director. And Jeremy, before we kind of dive into this, I mean, you know, some of the other stuff that we were going to talk about, uh, about this, like I want to get your initial thoughts when you heard this, when you read this. Um, I, I actually think my initial thoughts, you know, you may be surprised. I think this is a great move for Tom Izzo. Uh, personally, I think this is very similar to Bo Schembechler when he was coming towards the end of his football coaching career. Can we get those two together after what we know about Bo Schembechler? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I think that, you know, at, at this point, look, it, as far as just the positions, you know, as far as morally, I don't know. I mean, look, I don't want to go back into this Schembechler yeah. thing, you know, but it's, but at the same time, it's it's incredibly similar as far as the situation of, coach to athletic director Bo Schembechler took on uh and I think it was an assistant athletic director role and then actually was the athletic director at the university when they won the national championship for basketball that's very well documented um I I think I think it's a no-brainer actually for the Michigan State board to want that uh is it a great decision for your basketball program no um I think it was a bad decision for Michigan with football 
Um, but at the same time, he was coming towards his end. So I think there's going to be questions on that, Tyler. That's why I'm bringing it up this way. Maybe this could be towards, you know, hey, I know I only have about four years left or a few years left possibly. Let's see how this thing goes. Um, I'm ready to go into my next role at the university, and maybe that was the way they sold it to him. So I think this is actually a very interesting situation. Yeah, and Tom Izzo uh, noted in the article that uh, he has considered that when basketball is over. And look, I, I think this says a lot about Tom Izzo. Look, he's the ambassador for the school and has been since 1995. You know, and you look at the money that he's poured into, you know, Breslin renovations, the money he's poured into Munice renovations, the money he's poured into the Duffy Doherty building renovations and the football field and all that type of stuff. Like, he, he's not just a basketball personality. He is the face of the universe. There's no question. I mean, I think that what he's done for the university, not on just the... Uh, and, and, yeah. and he said that he, he wants to... Uh, that he wants to eventually take on one of those roles. Now, where I have a big problem with the board, first off... Look, we already know about the rumors that surround the football coach hiring. And obviously, I mentioned this during our show yesterday. Uh, I've lightened my stance on the Mel Tucker thing uh, after what Todd Anderson said. That being said, the board still did a rumored, it's rumored, um, interfere with uh, the hiring of Luke Fickle, who was planning. Mel Tucker's the planning coach. So that, I mean, so this is just another indication. The board's stepping ultimately where they shouldn't. And the fact is, is you've got a Michigan State basketball team right now, which Tom Enzo said he doesn't know when he's going to eventually want to step down. And he plans on coaching until he dies. I mean, he, he didn't say that last part, but, I mean, look, when you're, what, 66 years old? Is that it? Yeah. When, when, when you're that old, um, you know, you, you never know how much time you have. And so he said he, he doesn't know when he ever plans on retiring, if he ever plans on retiring, what have you. He has no idea. So sit there and to try to take on that role when you've got a team that, look, they we don't know what they have. You know, this is kind of like the football situation. Is Max Christie going to come in and be that bona fide go-to guy? Is Gabe Brown going to have a monster league? Is it going to be Tyson Walker? Who reminds me a little bit of Cassius, ultimately. Like, I'm not saying he's the same type of shooter, but just in regards to his crackiness and his ability to read a passing one. Um, like, when you have... A lot of uncertainty, though, which is what Michigan State has. It's not smart to take this role on two months before the season starts. No, I don't think it was the right role. I don't think it's the right role for Tom Izzo right now. I think yeah. this program has um, got an uphill battle now because I've mentioned this for two years now. When Jawan Howard arrived in Michigan, your recruiting battle completely changed. So your your situation 
needs to be focal. You know, the focal point is how do we match them in recruiting because they're out recruiting us right now. Um, how do we match them on the court as well? Because they just won a big 10 championship COVID or not. They have a banner that's just hung up. And that's just something that Michigan state has not had to battle with Michigan. If you want to be honest, because Michigan basketball, you know, just wasn't at their level for so long. Tom Izzo completely dominated that rivalry for a long stretch. So right now is, is because we know how important this rivalry is and the show is. That's something that, you know, Michigan basketball is doing some incredible things right now. Um, the well, way this is, here, here's the thing. Michigan basketball, well, ultimately to win the Big Ten, you do kind of have to go through Michigan. Ultimately, you know, you got to go through West Lafayette. Um, I think they're the favorites right now. Um, I mean, well, you ultimately have to go through Michigan and you have to be Michigan inside. Look, Michigan State is about winning the Big Ten championship. You know, this this is irrelevant to what Juan Howard's doing. It, it's about maintaining that program, that level of excellence. They were, you know, a Big Ten champion two years ago. They were probably – they were a favorite. They were my favorite to win the national championship uh, the way they played at the end of the season two years ago. Like, this isn't about just trying to keep pace with Michigan. This is about the board coming to Tom Izzo and saying, hey, look, we want you to do this in addition to trying to keep the program at this level. Well, that's what I mean. My point was very simple. This is this is our show. It's a rivalry. And both schools um, rely on each other heavily. Let's just be honest. I mean, if people really want to look at this whole thing. You know, Tom Izzo could have took on that role in the early 2000s and, and beat Michigan without even scouting them. <laughs> you know, I mean, Michigan was that bad. Right now, with a competitive conference that is Big Ten basketball right now. So let's just not even add just Michigan. This conference is loaded every year right now. Ohio State, Illinois. And now you have Woodson at Indiana as the coach who's been in the NBA. That's going to matter. He played at IU. There's a lot going on here. Oh, and they stole Dane Fife from us. Right. And, I mean, you look at Terrace Reed, a young man who I trained when he was a young kid, uh, who's a perfect fit for Michigan State, by the way. Perfect stretch four type player that is mean, aggressive, Midwest kid. He's going to Michigan. And, and that was shocking to me because I didn't really follow the recruitment much. But once I watched him play, I seen video, I seen clips. I go, that's a Michigan State power forward. I mean, that's a, he, he's an Xavier Tillman with a little better handle. Um, that kid's going to be a very good player, I think. Um, when I trained him, guard I'm not trying to get all over the place here but let's be honest Tom Islam needs to really focus on basketball for Michigan State right now because this is a very competitive conference and yeah I'm going to just say it again Tyler Michigan is doing some big things in basketball this isn't football this is basketball and Juwan Howard it's clicking over there and they are not stopping there the train is rolling and Tom Islam's got to think about that anything else is basketball and making sure Michigan State does the right thing because this could be a transition Tyler where you know who's the next guy comes in um, and he might be taking over a program that is actually second to Michigan uh, and that Michigan State fans do not want to see or hear but it's definitely a possibility yeah it is but in, look I, I just don't understand you know what 
I, I don't know. I don't agree with everything that uh, President Stanley does at Michigan State University. I don't. Um, just being honest. Um, that being said, what he did, shutting down the board, putting his foot down, saying, no, Tom, you, you're not going to be the interim AD. Like, that, that, was a, that was a massive move. That was huge. I absolutely love it. Now, there, the thing is, is that this whole athletic director situation in Michigan State, it really it, it looks like what uh, the Detroit Lions tried to do when Jason Hansen retired. And I, I don't know if you remember the crap that they went through. Just what's it? Uh, trying to uh, cement themselves as the next Detroit Lions kicker, and they just miss field goal after field goal after field goal and miss extra points to tie games at the end and everything else. Just a bunch of whiffs. And, you know, then finally they landed on Crater. Mark Hollis fell on a grenade. Um, because what happened, it happened under him, but Ultimately, did not know about it. There's no proof of that. And he fell on uh, their grenade. He knew that he had to, and he resigned. Mark Hollis was, was, might be the greatest athletic director of all time. He kept Tom Izzo from the NBA. He brought in Mark Antonio. He uh, came up with the Cold War, which is something that the NHL has stolen. His idea of having basketball games and football arenas is something that the NCAA does every Final Four. This guy was guy was a prophet, man, <laughs> and uh, he he was he might be the best athletic director of all time. And when he stepped down, now you have this interim situation, you have the John Ingler situation which I know Inkler wasn't technically the athletic director. He was the president. Um, and you have this Beekman situation. There's rumors that people were not happy with him and everything that was going on. Like, this is this has been a disaster for Michigan State University. And even the hiring of Fickle, or the hiring of Tucker, well, they attempted to hire Fickle, that – that's that was rumored to be a disaster as well because you don't have an athletic director that the board takes seriously, and now you have uh, all of these former uh, Michigan State football players talk about Alan Haller being the guy when that does not look likely, especially with how much alumni support that. Uh, he's received from Derek Mason down to others. And the fact that this is still taking long. Now, I know you want to hire the right guy. This is taking a really long time when, you know, the second Beekman resigned, fingers started going to Alan Howard. And the fact that it's not happening, like, it's no different than, you know, I interviewed for a job the, uh, a couple weeks ago, and the longer it went, the longer it went. And they kept saying, oh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. It just seemed less and less likely. And that, that's ultimately what's going on. And th- this has been a disaster, and I really don't know how else to work. No, I, I'm a big picture guy. You know that, Tyler. So I, you know, I might think a little bit too long down the road, but let's just be honest. 
I think you'll understand this. Uh, Mark Hollis provided a different brand for Michigan State Athletics. Michigan State Athletics was not that powerful of a brand until he did some of the things he did. When he was doing those things that you mentioned earlier with the outside events, with the Cold War, with the basketball games, you know, in football arenas, um, you know, I, I believe he was on the staff right when they went to San Diego and they played North Carolina on the ship. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, yeah, that uh, that game that happens every year now in the NCAA, that was him. The, uh, the quote-unquote barnstorming tour of uh, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and Michigan State. That was his idea, like the PK-80. He had a big part in that. Well, and let's just be honest. At that stage, when that was happening, Michigan State's brand was bigger than it is now. Let's just be honest. Um, they were bigger. They were definitely considered a blue blood. Um, they were in the talks with the Dukes, the North Carolinas, the Kansas. Um, and, and Tom Izzo was, quote unquote, the best coach in the country, a lot of people felt like, because he was able to do that at Michigan State. As, as big as Michigan State is, it's not, you know, like a certain. It's not name. Duke, Kansas. It's not Duke. It's not Kansas. It's not Kentucky. It, you know, it's not Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and well, Hollis was having things rolling. It was right up there. I mean, it was right up there with them. And their football program was in, insanely popular. People wanted to be a Spartan dog. And, and they were a very, very big brand. When I mention these things, when I mention Michigan, because we have to, because this is our show, but it, it makes sense, too, to people. You are fighting their brand, too. Michigan State surpassed Michigan as far as coolness under Mark Mark Hollis, which I never thought would happen in my lifetime, Tyler, because, look, I think Michigan State's a really cool place. I think it's awesome to be there. But unless you're from Michigan, you don't know what Michigan State is really like. And I just felt like during those 2000, you know, 10s era, I'll call it, you know, there was a good stretch there where Michigan State was just flat out cooler than Michigan was. You know, it was cooler to go to Michigan State in basketball and football, which – doesn't happen very often. Right now, Juwan Howard's changed the game, man. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I don't think he's like the, the an elite coach by any means. I think he's a very good coach. I think he surprises me in some areas. But um, that brand is totally skyrocketed in basketball because of Juwan Howard and that staff. And you're going to have to have an AD that does things like Mark Howard to make Michigan State cooler. You're going to have to have Tom Izzo focused just on basketball because Michigan well, down let, the road. Well, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, I, I know – I'm sorry to cut you off. I know we're running a little short. But uh, you uh, you played at Western Michigan. That's my secret. We talked about that. You played yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Um, you uh, – so – at this point, you know, late August, you're getting into September. Um, you know, the football season's like right around the corner. What are you guys doing right now on the basketball court? Oh, I mean, this is prime time, time of the year right now. And then college basketball is different now because they get those X amount of practices during the summer. So they were full force, you know, with practices not yeah. too long ago. Now heading into the fall, you know, you have X amount of players that can be in the gym at the same time. Um, you're doing weights, you're doing conditioning. This is your conditioning preseason stuff. So, you know, you're getting up at 5, 5.30, doing your 6 a.m. workouts. You're doing your individual workouts, and you're doing your weights before you get to class. 
Um, I don't think any of that's changed from everything I've heard because I'm not really deeply tied into college basketball, but I do know that that will never change. Um, so the, the amount of time you spend every day, six days a week at least, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's seven, is incredible. And, you know, you're spending four hours of your life right away to get prepared um, as the players, as the coaches, you're implementing, you know, your fall workouts, you're implementing your fall practices. Uh, what are we going to do to, you know, improve our team? You're looking at a lot of the game film from, from the teams you played last year and what they bring, what they're bringing back and how do we have to outplay them? Uh, you're thinking about where are we as a, you know, with, with recruiting, where, what's the development from our players in the summer. So you're talking to strength coaches, um, you know, well, this kid really played well, Tom, you know, he looks a little better than I thought. He's stronger than I thought. Now you're thinking about rotations, right? You're thinking about that. There's a lot that goes into this. So you don't have a whole lot of time to do anything besides that. I mean, whether you're a player or a coach, the coach has probably less time because, look, you are so focused on what in the world can I do to get us back to the final four um, with this team we have now. So you're thinking of everything from practice, where they are strength-wise, who are we playing? What's on our schedule? What do they do? You're watching film on what, what the other teams do. It's just way too much to, to be an athletic director and do that. Uh, it's almost impossible. So I, I, I think it's it doesn't make sense. But it could be – I'm telling you, this is if he takes it on, it could be a situation where we're going, he may be thinking about that next chapter of his career at Michigan State. Yeah, yep, and I mean that – that's why I think he said yes initially. Again, according to Chris Solari for the Detroit Free Press, so, I mean that is what he said. And I mean, I talked to—I I don't have that first game account, but I did talk to Gordon Zuton once. And actually, ran into him because he was at the President Center, and you know he—he he was just done with the morning food around, was getting ready to go to class. Then he had to go work out, and then after he was done with that. Uh, then he was going going to, uh, you know, go back, and he was actually going to have practice. So he had to like he had his weights, and he had to shoot around. Then he had his practice, and you know, all these need to be supervised by the coach. But you know, we want to thank Jeremy File for coming on, and I know uh, it was kind of an impromptu show, but uh, pitching in on this just really weird situation developing at Michigan State. Um, you know, on the late notice, but it was nice to get his expertise to know what all is going on on the basketball front at this time of year. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we appreciate it again. For Jeremy File, I'm Tyler Hayward. This is the Trouble with the Snap podcast.